Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Rome, and I have a great interview for you guys today with Brown University head football coach, James Perry, and I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports-focused podcast. We will deep dive into our local high school, college, and sports programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, episode three. I have a great interview for you guys today, head football coach of Brown University, Coach James Perry. Great interview with Coach Perry. Uh, we talk about his career playing at Brown and then his return back to Brown and the outlook on the current season and what's going to happen with everything that's with coronavirus. But before I get into that interview, I have some news for you guys today. Massachusetts, state of Massachusetts Interscholastic League has canceled their high school sports. So this is interesting. This is uh, very interesting. They already pulled the trigger. Uh, you know, it's August. You know, we're in mid-August right now. So to see them pull the trigger and to see what they're going to do, you know, I think, you know, a lot of people, I'm not surprised by this, to be honest with you. Because I don't think anyone has a really good handle on this situation. And I know I talk about, I've been talking about Corona for like the past two episodes. And I definitely want to get off the topic, but. I haven't heard anything new on the other side of, for Rhode Island sports, but for Massachusetts to kind of pull this trigger a little early, but it makes sense. I mean, if you're seeing the colleges around you, the Ivy League, uh, you know, Big Ten canceling schedules, like it, it's just it is what it is. You have to do that. I mean, if the colleges are canceling, that's obviously a sign that you guys, you might have to cancel fall fall suit. Now, is it unfortunate that? Our seniors for that in Massachusetts won't be playing football this year or anything like, you know, or not having the hope of playing football. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks for them. And hopefully maybe they can get, you know, or and soccer, I should say, too, and other sports. You know, it's it's very unfortunate for those for those students, those seniors to finish out their their careers and not being able to play. So that that's the unfortunate, you know, it's the unfortunate thing there in, in a high school way. And um, it sucks because those kids, you know, some of those kids, it could be their year to actually get a scholarship or to get looked at or even to get filmed to even become a walk-on. So it's just, it sucks to see that happen to those kids and get that feeling. But maybe they'll come back in the fall or, you know, I mean, excuse me, not the fall, um the spring you know i hope so i hope it all works out for them i hope it really does work out for the seniors this year i'm praying but it's really hard it's really hard that we don't have quite a handle on this yet and it's just kind of ruining ruining a lot of things um i speak of i spoke of another head coach and at a actually at a university and he's just he was saying he was so buried in work when we were talking, like just trying to figure everything out with the coronavirus and how to schedule things. He, he's been just, it's been crazy. So I can only imagine what's like on the high school side and what those coaches are dealing with. I will definitely try to get an interview with a high school coach soon uh, on the football side and see if I can speak with them and their thoughts on the situation and how they can handle it. And I would love to get that episode out, uh, out there for everyone else to listen to as well too. But, you know, I want to change the topic now. Uh, I'm, I, I know you guys are probably tired of hearing about the Corona stuff, but I want to change the topic to the NBA bubble. Um, NBA has been going great. It's been a lot of fun. 
great game against Portland and Memphis today for a playing game for the eighth seed. Portland won. They look amazing. You know, Damian Lillard's just playing out of his mind. So I'm excited for the playoffs because it's been really competitive basketball. Probably the most competitive basketball I've seen in a while uh, for, like, a regular seeding games. And I think the thing with that is is a lot of teams, you're not playing in front of crowds. I think they're just playing ball, you know. A lot of teams, like the Phoenix Suns, just look great because I don't think they have to deal with that, the travel or being a part of um, those major cities. So you're not going walking into the Staples Center. You're not afraid when you're playing against these teams. This is, it's more of like an AU tournament for them. And a lot of them have said it's more been like the AU showcase. So it's been really cool to watch them play and like watch watch them, uh, you know, be so competitive. And the Celtics play on Monday, so it's going to be interesting when the Celtics play against the Sixers because the Celtics and Sixers have this, have had this great rivalry, had some great battles and during the regular season before the NBA restart, and now they're going to play against each other. I mean, the Sixers are down Ben Simmons. I'm, I'm interested to see how well the Celtics hold their own. Um, Against against the Sixers, uh, you know, Joe and Beats have some great games against us, and he's had some bad games against us. Um, but sometimes the team plays better without the Sixers play better without Ben Simmons. I actually think personally, I think they should trade Ben Simmons in some sort of way and put him into a, a better situation, or you know, him and Embiid. I don't think they're really working out, so it's going to be interesting to watch the Celtics play and how well they develop. What they're going to do? I mean, this is the you know, they're one of the few teams in NBA history has had three scores over 20 points per game. Um, Gordon Hayward's averaging 18 points per game, and Daniel Tice is averaging 13 points, I think, nine, 10 points a game, and Marcus Smart's averaging 13 points a game. So you have six guys in double figures. They look like a great team. They look like competitors. They look like they're a team that they could actually do some work this year. And, you know, I'm very excited. I hope they do make it to the championship. I hope it's Lakers Celtics. I hope we get that old rivalry back. I hope you know they beat the the Lakers. I'm not a big Lakers fan, um, so it would be interesting to see what happens there and how they how it plays out. Uh, the other other one is too baseball. Baseball's a mess. Uh, the Red Sox are not playing very well at all. They're six and fourteen. They uh, got destroyed by the Yankees recently. They got swept by Tampa Bay. They just haven't been playing good baseball it'd be interesting to see how well they how well they survive um on their end of everything i know i wasn't you know and i the mention like i know i'm not really gonna be talking about too much about pro sports on here but i i will be you know obviously with the playoffs for basketball and stuff i'm sure there's some Celtics fans listen to this or um new york fans unfortunately no next in the playoff but you know i want to try to do because not I want to keep talking about coronavirus. It's too too depressing. So trying to switch it up for you guys. I hope you guys don't mind that. Um, you know, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, talk to me, on, you know, or put it on Facebook on any of the forums. But, you know, it's been interesting. I mean, golf is back too. Golf is back in a full way of swings. And, uh, you know, PGA Tour golf has been great to watch as well too. So it's been nice to have sports. I'm loving the basketball schedule during the day as well i don't know i'm not really you know i'm working but i'm also paying attention to have the games on in the background so it's been great it reminds me of when the ncaa tournament's on and you, you're working and you want to watch those games so it's, it's it's that's like been the best part about everything 
and you know so we'll see what happens it's nba season monday monday it's going to be a full schedule uh i should say today because i'm recording it's this episode comes out on monday um so it's a full slate of games so it should be really entertaining and same thing on uh tuesday is going to be a full slate of games as well too so it's going to be really entertaining as we you know go back to the nba talk because Sorry, guys, I'm not a big baseball person, but, you know, I, I do love baseball, but the Red Sox stink <laughs> right now at the moment. I know any any baseball fans out there, it's tough to, it's been tough to watch for us, uh, us Red Sox fans. You know, I mean, AL East doesn't look as well, as good as they should. I mean, usually they're mo- one of the most dominant, dominant divisions, but it's tough with a baseball restart, I'm sure, for these guys and tough for them to get into a rhythm. But, you know, but I'm excited for basketball. I love, I'm loving what the NBA is doing and I'm loving the competition as I go back to the basketball uh, again. So I think that we're going to see a very good basketball team, a uh, very good NBA playoffs, a very entertaining playoffs. And I, I think you guys should be uh, prepared to see what's happening. Um, and then, be, and I want to talk one more thing before we get into our interview. I want to talk about the college sports season, about. What's happening with football? So Big Ten's canceled. Uh, you know, we're going to see, you know, UConn canceled their whole season. They're not even playing football. So it's going to be interesting because I talk about this with Coach Perry, and he mentions how they're handling the situation and pushing it back. And, you know, I talked to the other, a uh, couple other coaches with the football teams here in Rhode Island as well, the college level, and their thoughts on them. So it's, it's interesting to hear you know, that the Big Ten had canceled, but Nebraska is thinking about going to, you know, another division that they play, so like the SEC, you might just have one ultimate division. The Pac-12 is canceled. Major conferences are canceling with everything that's going on. The only thing, the only two, there's been three that hasn't canceled, and that's the Big 12, the SEC, and the ACC. Now, that's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, because I know football is religion down south, but the ACC, they play BC, so if Miami comes up here to play BC, how is that, that going to work out? Or if BC has to travel down to Miami, how is that going to work out with Florida being such a hotbed right now? So it's, it's, it's going to be, that's going to be interesting how that how well that plays out in the sense of where, where are we going to see these sports? Like, are is everyone going to get on the same page here? Or are we just going to have one ultimate power conference where Nebraska goes into the SEC Michigan goes into the SEC, Ohio State goes into the SEC, like, or they just make one big power schedule where all the teams that want to play end up playing each other, and the conference is just canceled, and they don't even worry about the conference championship, and the guys just play college football and try to play for a championship, or, like, how is this going to work? Because it seems like, at this moment, I mean, Nebraska said they want to play, so I, I wonder if Nebraska going to set this trend for these you know, for these other teams to make the move to go, okay, well, if you're not going to play, we're going to go join the Big 12 or we're going to go join the SEC or we're going to join the ACC. I mean, Notre Dame is independent, but they're playing an all-ACC schedule. So I wonder if Nebraska is going to do the independent thing for now and then go into, you know, the SEC or the Big 12, you know, which is possible. And I could definitely see that happen with Michigan. I could definitely see that with Ohio State. I don't see Jim Harbaugh. He loves football. I don't see that guy missing a season. He just says the kids need football. We need football. I mean, he's just a big football guy. And it would be absolutely nuts to have Michigan, LSU, Ohio State, Alabama, uh, Texas A&M all in one power, power conference. They all play against each other. I would 
I mean, that's much must watch TV, but you know, I hope these guys are also thinking about the safety of the, the kids that they have. You have to think about the safety too. So, but that's going to be the most interesting thing of what's going to happen with this football season and what's going to happen. But I will get into the interview now with coach James Perry of Brown University, head football coach over there. Great interview with Coach Perry. Awesome guy. Very, very big football guy. Just changing the atmosphere, um, changing the environment at at Brown. And I think Brown's very lucky to have their you know, guy that used to play for them at back at the alma mater, playing for uh, coaching for them now, and taking them back to where they need to be, back to down to Victory Lane. But here is the interview with Coach James Perry. All right, on today's podcast, I welcome on a very special guest, the head coach of Brown University, Coach James Perry. Coach, how are you today? Great. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate your time. How are you doing during these uh, these COVID times? Well, yeah, it's been wild. Um, it's, it's an unprecedented time, but uh, I've been really proud of how the kids are handling it. Um, we all miss football, but... Um, the kids are get, getting through it and doing a really nice job uh, of making the best of a tough situation and uh, look forward to this fall. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, hopefully things will get back to normal this fall and we'll start to see some football eventually get going, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for us, uh, just being with them, even if it's just some practices and some modified format, uh, given the fact that we cancel the competition phase of the season, uh, it'll still be good to be around the kids. Yeah, that's that's good. And get back on the field. And that's a that's a football guy kind of <laughs> kind of thing to say, right? Yep. <laughs> um, coach, before we jump into uh, you know talk about Brown football and everything, but I want I want to get back into your background of like how did you get started playing football? Yeah. So for me, you know, I grew up in Andover, Mass, not not far away from from Providence. Um, you know, I'm the youngest of seven kids. All my brothers played ball and. Uh, my dad was a track coach, actually, but I always uh, was exposed to it. And uh, my older brothers, uh, all pretty well accomplished players themselves. And uh, yeah, fell in love with it when I was really young. And here I am, still still involved. That's awesome. Are, do your brothers coach at all? Yeah, one of my brothers, John, is the wide receiver coach for the Houston Texans. And uh, my oldest brother, EJ, is a high school football coach at our hometown, which is Andover High School. Oh, wow. That's really cool. That's awesome. So football runs through the blood of the family. That's, that's, that's really cool. Um, and you know, what, in your big, you played for Brown. So, but what was your process of recruit for recruiting for college football and what was your decision to go to Brown? Like, sure. Coming out, I went to Malden Catholic, which is a Catholic school North of Boston. And, you know, coming out of Malden Catholic, I, uh, was lucky, you know, the brothers did a terrific job at <laughs> education and, um, had done pretty well academically so uh brown was an option for me um and i fell in love with the school at the time the head coach was a guy named mark whipple who really loved to throw the football around a lot so uh, it was a perfect fit that's awesome and you know what was it like to come into brown university and then help put brown university football on the map yeah so at that point um we had won a championship in a little while and it was fun to be a part of uh, a senior class that would end up seeing that through. And um, for me, I 
often think back at how, you know, the Star Drawer line probably had some really great teammates and uh, eventually Coach Estes, who I, you know, I succeeded as the head coach, was my coach, terrific coach, person, all those things. So um, that was a lot of fun in uh, my all four years, but in particular during that championship season. That's awesome. I know. That's, that's crazy that you were able to, you know, help bring a championship to Brown and, you know, but when you finished, you left Brown as an all-time leader and for in passing yards and, and so, season total career touchdowns. Like, what is that feeling like? Cause your passing yards were over 3000, your career total yards were 9,000. Um, you know, completions for career were 709 and you had six touchdowns in a game during one regular season. So what, what's that like? What's that feeling like? You're like, it sounds like you're like a, a cheat code in a video game almost. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's, I now it was a lot of fun and yeah. meeting those teammates and having played at Brown. It's a it's kind of a lifelong thing. But I've uh, I get more joy now. The guys that I coach, I've coached a succession of quarterbacks in this league. Have done really well. Uh, some record breakers in their own right. Most recently, uh, my nephew now holds the Ivy League all time yardage record um, this past fall. Uh, so that was fun for me. That's my oldest brother's boy, um, and awesome. uh, to coach him. And uh, yeah, I've, uh, I, I loved playing, but now that I get to coach some of these quarterbacks, I can tell you they're they're a hell of a lot better than I ever was, and certainly EJ is. That's awesome. And like, what's it like, kind of like passing down your knowledge to these kids when you're coaching as well? You know. Yeah, it's you know that's for me. That's what I'm gonna miss this fall the most. Yeah. It, is having a chance to work with them, uh, you know, being around the kids, you know, is the most fun thing that I that any guy could ever do. So I'm really, really lucky to be a football coach. And now we'll have to find find other ways to reach and connect and, you know, and do the things that we love, which is make those guys better. So, uh, and we will, you know, we'll face this challenge and whether it's virtual teaching or some of the fitness things we'll be able to do this fall. Uh, we'll do those things well too because it's a rewarding job. Yeah, definitely. It, it really is. It, it sounds like you really love it and you're super passionate about coaching. And that's that's awesome. That's great that Brown has a coach like you. They're very lucky to have you. But, uh, you know, when you got into coaching, what was the transition like going from a player to a coach? Yeah, you know, uh, for me, I've worked and been able to watch a lot of great coaches. So whether it's, you know, I started as a kind of volunteer at Dartmouth. I worked at a division three school called Williams college uh, under one of the best all time, best coaches named Dick Farley. Then I was a graduate assistant at Maryland. So I was able to kind of experience a big gambit there uh, from division three ball to FBS university of Maryland. Right. Yeah. And um, I always kind of gravitated back to the Ivy league because I just believe in it as a, as a way to do things. So um, that's how I got my start and I kind of gravitated back. And now most of my 21 years has been spent in this league. That's awesome. And what was, you know, the feeling of being able to become the head coach of your alma mater? Well, it was amazing. You know, I met my wife in 98. We were undergrads together. She's a, a year behind me past 2001, but, so it was crazy, you know, just coming back to Brown. We have three kids. When I worked for Coach Estes, I was an assistant um, 10 years ago. 
uh, we live right in Providence. So we had our first child and, you know, so Brown's always been really special for, to the whole family, my wife, myself, the kids. So coming back, it's really a dream job. And, um, and it's been exactly that in, in spite of COVID and some of the challenges right now. Uh, it's been a great experience. Yeah, that's awesome. Like I mentioned, Brown is very lucky to have you because just by talking to you through this interview, like just just going over, it just seems like you're just want to be with the kids and help them succeed and make, you know, change that culture at Brown and make it a winning culture. You know, you know, what's it like when you come into a program to help flip the culture? You know, like Brown's had some woes in the past. Yeah, sure. You know, I think what was nice for me when I talked to the players, um, having played at Brown and been an assistant at Brown and in both those cases, won a championship. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to go back to something that you know is, is in our blood. Uh, you know, obviously the last two years prior to, to my, you know, becoming the head coach were, were tough years, but um, we've had some great stretches and, and I think the kids responded well to uh, the message that, that we're really returning to something that Brown football does very well, which is win. And then the other thing is I think the kids have embraced, we're a play fast operation, uh, fitness and getting in shape, playing fast, running. Those are key ingredients to what makes us who we are. So I think the kids have had fun with that. You know, it's a uh, playing fast is kind of a fun way to play. So uh, I've, I've kind of tried to capitalize on that as another way to get the kids going and, uh, when we do take the field again, we'll be ready to compete for a championship. That's great. That's awesome. And then, uh, what do you mean by play fast? Is that like the Chip Kelly kind of offense? Like where you guys want to like just get yeah. off the field? Like you just, nailed it. That's awesome. So Chip, so Chip um, and my brother both went to New Hampshire, and there's a lot of – I borrow tremendously. Now, this is probably oh, – wow. It's like 11 years ago now. But when this first was starting and I was becoming an offensive coordinator um, – that was exactly who I was borrowing a lot of this from uh, is, is Chip. And then now I've, I've extended to every phase of the game. So a lot of people associated with no huddle. For us, it's special teams, defense, offense, we, everybody, every player, every phase of the game, we want to play fast. That's awesome. That's really cool. They got it on all sides of the ball. They want everyone to play fast and make those tackles and, you know, be quick. That's great. You don't really see it on the other side of the balls too much. Yep. We're trying yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's awesome. And, you know, how do you feel with the coronavirus, unfortunately, with everything that's going on? And I feel like Ivy League is always the one to set the precedent. Um, just even with March Madness, they did it this year. I mean, yeah, with the uh, conference play this year, they pushed the, they canceled their tournament and everything. What's it like for them to push the, back the fall sports? And, you know, what's that feeling like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, well, for us, the one, the good thing for us is I know we tried to do everything we could to play. Yeah. Very supportive administration. If there was a path forward, if you know, we were trying our hardest to, to get those kids on the field and play games. Uh, when we determined that it wasn't, you know, we switched gears. And, uh, you know, the rest of the country, I hope other people find ways to play in different areas of the country, different scenarios that make sense for them. Um, but I know for us, we did everything we could. Uh, once it was clear, and it was clear that we weren't going to be able to be able to play this fall, uh, we just switched gears, and I've been really proud of how the kids have handled it uh, very maturely, and uh, now we'll attack being in shape and fitness and, and health 
Uh, and then, you know, before you know, we'll be out there playing again. Just won't be this fun. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Are you like, are you guys like allowed to even be on the field together? Are any like, workouts together, or how's that work? Yeah, so, so we got, some, we'll have some practices this fall. Uh, it'll look very, very different than a, than a, a football practice typically yeah. has. You know, there's size restrictions and and there's numbers and how we'll do it. But um, for us, health, fitness playing fast, it all kind of goes together. So even though uh, we may not be having a, a football practice, we'll still get a lot of football-related activity out of it, and uh, we'll be a better program for the for, That's for awesome. That's, that's really great. And you think, like, with this whole, like, the coronavirus and doing, like, those football practices, like, do you think that builds more of a camaraderie with you guys? Like, just, you know, as a team, you're facing this all together. It's just not you're all like, – it's not just one person. Yeah, yeah, it can. I think the the challenge is the frustration. Yeah, you know they want to play ball, so they oh, want yeah. to one, they want to tackle, they want to score the touchdown. Um, so, you know, uh, if you can control your emotions, uh, that's that's a big ask for an eighteen to twenty two year old. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know, when you when you take, get football taken away from you from game perspective, and there, there's still a lot of positives, and then we'll look at how we, you know, attack a COVID environment as a team, and we will be a better for it. So no doubt, but uh, there'll be some challenges too. So we're ready for those challenges and, and we'll be better. That's great. That's awesome. And what do you think your outlook for the season will be if you guys are able to play? So, we'll, you know, the next time we hit the field, I think the program just keeps getting better. Uh, I'm really excited about the, how we're injecting new freshmen into the group. Um, you know, our roster is just developing and getting better uh, each, each kind of phase of the year. So next time we hit the, hit the ground, we're going to be running and we'll be ready to play. So uh, that I know. I mean, we're, we'll be a better program. Uh, we already are a better program right now than we were a year ago. And the next time that we hit the field, we'll be better still. That's awesome. That's great. You know, Brown, like I had mentioned, keep saying, but Brown's very lucky. It's awesome to see a coach so passionate about their craft and, you know, want to help win and put a winning culture at Brown university. It's going to be great to see you guys win some championships and, you know, yeah. you know, make hall of fame moves and everything like that. <laughs> Good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And uh, yeah, I appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank we'll, we'll be ready to go next time we hit, hit the ground running. Yeah, coach. I'll be at a couple of games. You can definitely see me when things are uh, get going and stuff like that. And I'll be, be great to, See, see you guys play. <laughs> awesome. Well, best of luck. All right. Thanks, Coach. Take it easy. All right. Bye-bye. All right. That was my interview with Coach James Perry of Brown University. Awesome interview with Coach Perry. I wish, wish Brown and them the best of luck. Hopefully they can get the season going and have a great season. And, it, you know, with a coach like him, I think we're going to be seeing Brown on the map again. So it's, it's going to be great. Next week, I will be bringing to you guys a great interview of a good, great friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, Jared Kuhn. He is a, a world Masters Olympic weightlifter. Uh, he, he's won world, uh, worlds in Olympic weightlifting. A great interview with Jared. We talk about how he got into Olympic weightlifting, how he started a gym. Just a great guy, good friend of the program, and you, I'm sure you'll be hearing more from him as he comes up for his next competition but i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode i will see you next monday